1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is Locked On Jazz for the 22nd of June. The favorite fan moments continue. Not a great weekend... In Utah, on the social front, particularly from our players' reaction, we'll talk about that. COVID exploding, the bubble scenario seems smarter, and the best free agents that are out there. It's all coming up, but a Monday edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Lock, radio voice for the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise geeky numbers and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I uh, hope you had a nice weekend. We got good weather, a lot of fun stuff to do, lots to talk about, some good, some unfortunate. We'll touch on all of it. Uh, I want to remind everyone we are continuing with our really fun series about best moments to be a jazz fans or moments in which kind of. Uh, your favorite moment to be a jazz fan, those kind of things. Um, so uh, feel free to send those in to me at dlock09 at gmail.com. We're going to go to Michael Sorensen. I'm only 18, he says, living in Virginia, and only started the jazz because I was born in Utah. But ever since Donovan was drafted, I have been fully invested in anything and everything jazz. I've been to two jazz games in person, one in D.C. last season and one at MSG a week before Rudy tested positive. Both were easy wins for the jazz, but they aren't the most memorable moments. My favorite jazz moment had to be both of Bogey's buzzer beaters against the Bucs and the Rockets. I was watching both games live on TV, and both times was awestruck that some 31-year-old Guy just hit the two biggest shots of the Jazz season. I left out a bunch of adjectives that are probably not great. Um, I've been thoroughly impressed with how Boyan has played this season. Can't wait for another three years of buzzer beaters. That's Michael Sorensen. He is in Virginia. You can send me yours. I got yours, Dustin Weinberger. I got yours today. I'll I'll try to get that one uh, out this week. But please feel free to continue to send me Your notes, uh, your comments, your greatest jazz fan favorite, your fan favorite moments uh, would appreciate that uh, very much. Because it's a fun way to start every show, reminds us of what we're in this for, why we enjoy it, uh, all the things going on. Because today's, some of our topics are heavy. This was not a great weekend when we have a bunch of fans posting things on Donovan Mitchell's Twitter and Instagram And then when we have Donovan commenting on the Black Lives Matters, George Floyd mural in Salt Lake being uh, having black tar thrown on it. This is these are these are not good moments for us as a city, um, for us as a fan base, as how we're thought of across the country um, or just in maybe the single most important thing on um, how we. Uh, make those in our community feel and whether or not people feel, you know, supported and welcomed in our community. Now the easy answer is, well, that's just a a minor few. Hmm, That's true, but that's really what you're going to remember. I I would agree. You know, I went and looked through all the comments and most of the comments were supportive, but most isn't enough in this circumstance. You know, that's the unfortunate um, aspect of things is that most is, is not enough. Um, that unfortunately what you you we need all we need a full um you can have different opinions that's fine but this is some of these were different it's it's interesting though i will say this on on the donovan instagram reaction on freeish most of the comments were economic based with the idea well if you're rich you're free um which is really a total lack of understanding of everything that's being said right now and talked about. But that, okay, so that's information and education. The other one is I, I decided in support of Donovan, just to be totally transparent, that I, I would go through those comments and just block anyone who... And and they, it wasn't vile racism the way we think about it in this overt, terrible manner. It was just a complete lack of understanding of how black men and women in our culture feel in our society feel in in Utah or across the country. That's and what what emotions and experiences that they're having. The other one that was interesting. So I did. I, I will admit I went through and I just I blocked them. like that was my support of Donovan. I didn't I didn't have a great other answer. Tremendous amount. Eighty percent of them are high school kids. High school kids really gets to an interesting question about education, upbringing, information, use of social media, a lot of different things there of what, you know, what we can do to talk to, to have people understand these, these are young, unworldly. I mean, I'm just saying that because of age, I have no idea how much they've traveled, but just like, right. Like when you're 16, 17, 18 you you haven't experienced a huge amount. You don't have a huge grasp on the world. So that are that we're making a lot of these comments to Donovan. You know, and you have more advanced, you know, like, yeah, you're not hearing what's going on. It's unfortunate, though, because it clearly, um, you know, it became a national story. So it leaves a mark on, on how we're perceived. Um, it happened. It's not a fake news. Um, so it leaves an impact on the individuals that are, that saw it and it leaves an impact on those that are um, questioning whether they're welcome or not in the community. Um, So that's, you know, that, that wasn't great. Um, I don't have a great answer on it, but I think it's the most impactful news story of importance for locked on jazz of the weekend. Uh, The second one would be, you know, in Salt Lake city, there's a beautiful mural that was built uh, for George Floyd and somebody threw black tar. In it. Like, are you kidding me? Seriously? I mean, at some point, this gets really freaking simple on, like, you're either in or you're out on having people um, be treated equally. And you're in. I mean, and, you know, there are people that just fundamentally are are truly overt racism. I I think most of what we're dealing with is trying to get an understanding of plight and economics and struggle and things of that nature. And I would hope that most people are not completely overtly racist, but unfortunately, like we'll, we can see it, right? Like there's plenty of moments, um, out there where this takes place and there's the incredible story, um, Incredible story of of what's going on with NASCAR like that's about as overt as it gets black tar on a George Floyd mural is about as overt as it gets it's pretty terrible again like the easy answer for all of us I'm saying this as a member community like I'm pained as a member of the community easy answer well that's only a small percentage okay well then we need to then the rest of us need to try to make sure that that part of our community doesn't have a voice or is that were active rather than passive and brave rather than scared in trying to get that part of our community's voice quiet. Cause there, we, that we can't have that in a manner that makes people feel as though they're welcome in our community, right? There's not a minority that feels welcome in the community when, when suddenly that's what, um, When that kind of thing happens. So this was not great, right? Like, and these are not, we have to be honest about some things here. These are not new, like, injuries. These are scabs being pulled off scars that exist. Um, right? The Russell Westbrook, excuse me, the racist fan incident at Vivint Smart Home Arena really got the ire of players around the league and our players... And was a very, very serious situation inside that locker room. And lots of little other, not little, lots of other issues bubbled up because of that. And Gail was amazing in talking to the players and the players were given the freedom to have their voice. And, but that's not a wound that just like went away that day. And so when these things happen, they're not, they're not only new wounds, but they're picking the scars of old wounds. And it's a really big item for our community and how it's perceived. It is also a very large item on how our African-American black athletes feel about representing and playing in our state. That's a minor issue, but this is locked on jazz. The bigger issue is whether someone feels comfortable living in our community. That's the most important because everyone should at all times. But like these are real issues. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, great. We'll move from that to COVID. That's where we are. Like that's the world we're living in right now. These things are, none of these things are easy. Um, so, you know, I want to, you know, but I but those are the issues. That was our weekend. That was our jazz weekend. And if you didn't see Donovan on social media, or you didn't see George Niang on social media, if you don't think our players are all interacting and talking about this right now, like, trust me, they are. Uh, Today's show brought to you by Crown Ogden. Did you see? I put on Instagram the new Lockdown shirts. So uh, Matt Lund, who uh, just is such a good dude, uh, is... The owner of Crown Ogden, he and his dad opened Crown Ogden uh together. Good fa- hope they had a good Father's Day. Cool, cool combo. Um the story is that Crown Trophy is a chain. It's the largest award franchise train in America. They opened Crown Ogden in two thousand four. Matt's passion for it is just awesome. And now actually his he got me. Like his passion is so great that what they are now gonna become is kind of the is like our awards dealer for like lockdown. Like this is actually all happened post our advertising deal because he's just got such amazing passion. So they do everything. They do awards and recognition business. They do rubber stance, sand carvings, blasting glassware, barware. Uh, they specialize in lasers. They got an amazing setup. So he, what Matt's done is basically taking the, this huge award franchise and then just, extrapolated out into bigger and bigger things so amazing work with lasers engraving for machine parts medical devices aerospace items traceable and markings of guns pocket knives tumblers yeti mugs engraving they're gonna do hats they're gonna do t-shirts gonna do mugs for locked on uh and then the t-shirts they're using a screen printing through heat transfer process faster and less expensive high quality uh he also built me a really cool locked on kind of sign in the back check it out Give Crown Ogden on Facebook or call Matt at 801-621-2055. He's got a special deal going right now for you. Here's how it works. Send him your logo. Uh, As a locked-on person, you will get a a bypass of the kind of setup fee, and he will build you and show you what he can do to be able to get uh, your logo to pop. It's really pretty cool. So uh, give Matt a call. At Crown, or go to Facebook for Crown Ogden, uh, does, and you'll see the great work uh, that he does. Matt's number is 801-621-2055. That's 801-621-2055. Growing up, cereal, cereal, not cere- cereal, cereal, is one of the best parts of any kid's life. Uh, but, a lot of it's sugar-laden junk that you shouldn't really eat. So, If you're like me and getting older and you're trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food, then the answer is magic spoon. Zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry. Tastes amazing. Too good to be true. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. Four flavors that are absolutely fabulous, fabulous. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. Go to magicspoon.com NBA. Grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code NBA at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com NBA. Use the code NBA for free shipping We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast, and we thank Magic Spoon for bringing cereal that's healthy back into our lives. Well, COVID is not making sports relaunch easy. NFL players told to stop practicing together, Yankees and Philly players testing positive, Lightning closing their facilities, 21 players at Clemson, 30 players at UCLA. Uh, numerous Alabama players all testing positive. It suddenly makes the bubble that we heard about last week with the NBA seem smarter and more intelligent than ever before. It is why every epidemiologist is such a fan of, of what the NBA has built. You know, what's interesting is while Orlando is exploding with cases right now and Florida is having, you know, l- learning a little lesson, if we completely ignore COVID and pretend it doesn't exist, hey, what will happen? Uh-oh, shoot, this is not what we expected. Um, so um, that's clear that that's, you know, what's taking place in Florida but here's the positive of what the NBA has built the NBA one they're not flying commercially they're not coming in through Orlando they're testing the bus drivers it sounds so the the risk of getting into the bubble is literally getting off the plane onto a bus and a bus that drives you into the Dis, into Disney World then everyone's being tested and waiting 36 hours before they go into basically getting their test results. So immediately, if someone's tests positive at that point, you can act on it. And you're, this is where some of this is done so well. You're arriving like July 5th to July 7th. You're not playing till the 31st. So anybody who tests positive upon arrival will still be able to play by July 31st. I mean, this is so well thought out on so many levels by the NBA the next ain't part of this that i think it gets interesting is the the risk that orlando brings is the disney workers in the area so there's a few thoughts to this one is this is where we get into how the read the various reports on how the the virus is transferred is the virus transferred by contacts is it transferred just in the air is it transferred by extended periods of time inside social distancing the contact between the players and the members of the disney staff i think are going to be few and far between i think if we really get and so the the model here is that that transmission seems unlikely that type of transmission seems unlikely because if in fact the most common type of transmission is that you're within six feet for an extended period of time, the amount of time that a NBA player is going to be within six feet of a Disney worker for an extended period of time is limited. But the other aspect of this, frankly, is it would look terrible for Disney if in fact... They tested, a bunch of workers came in and tested everyone positive, right? So when the NBA players arrive and the NBA players test, and let's say four of them test positive and everybody else is clean, that would be great. That would probably be a good, like that would be, I think the NBA would deem that a success. And now all of a sudden, any case that happens until the second round when outside people are brought in pretty much has to be brought in by a Disney employee who's working on site or a player busting out of the bubble. The Disney worker on site, Disney's a pretty smart brand. They don't want it known that their workers infected a bunch of people. That's going to hurt Disneyland and Disney World and all of their other properties. So they're going to be really, really cautious of that. That is certainly going to be something that they keep an eye on at a pretty darn high level to make sure it doesn't happen, right? That's on Disney. Disney doesn't want that. So as much as Yankees and Phillies shutting down, Lightning closing their facility, 21 players at Clemson, 30 at LSU, numerous at Alabama, NFL players not practicing together. I actually look at this as after having seen what the NBA has done, and feel as though the NBA is still pushing forward quite nicely. Now, Wednesday's a big day on which players decide they don't have, they might have a medical reason that they don't want to go in the bubble or they don't want to do this. But generally, the aspect of this now is, hey, I I actually think that what's been built, the detail level, looks better and I think gets more buy-in from everyone. Right? Right? because the surrounding areas are not going the way they're supposed to. So we'll see. But to me, all of the bad news, one of the big things I thought was the burden is whether players are like, do I really have to do this? Do I really want, come on, are we really doing all this? And as everything else is exploding around them, and Florida is, and particularly, the the bubble aspects look smarter and better And more intelligent and more well thought out and more organized and more care for the players. And those items, I think, yield the players to feel more engaged and connected to what's taking place. We'll see. A cool little feature coming uh, from Axios that I'll share with you. Ten free agents... The John Hollinger mentioned, are there any of them that are interesting to the Utah Jazz as well? And then one non-basketball note that I think is of, of interest um, out of UCLA that uh, just in a sports standpoint. Those are all continuing as we roll through on Locked on Jazz. Today's show brought to you by Murdoch Chevy. That's Silverado truck. I got to figure out how I'm going to get back to a Silverado truck. That was one of the coolest experiences I've had since I've done this with the Murdoch. So, the Murdoch's let me take their cars and drive them for a while so I can share with you what they're like. And I, I'm not a guy who drives a bunch of trucks and, and haven't ever had a truck. I, I drove both the Silverado and the Colorado and I loved them for different reasons. The Colorado truck, smaller, easier to maneuver, more, I would almost say like, like has a level of convenience to it. You feel like you should just, like there's so many things you can do by having that truck. You feel like you should just get one, like because you like, oh, well, this is a useful item. The Silverado was like living at the top of the castle in the most comfortable lazy boy chair while powering through the mountains and on the road and just feeling a step above everyone and just being kind of just having it be totally awesome like the colorado doesn't have that same like insane juice that the silverado truck or the size or the power it had the convenience and the, the great part of having a truck and all of those things. But man, that Silverado, wow. And right now it's 0% 72 months on that Silverado right now for you. That's right, 0% 72 months uh, for that Silverado or a $5,500 cash allowance on all 2020 Silverado trucks right now. The SUV lineup is great. The Traverse as well as the Equinox. The Blazer I drove, I got a ton of compliments on the Blazer the whole time that I was driving it. People were were uh, asking about that. By the way, the 2020 Chevy Silverado, a $3,000 cash allowance on that one. It's all at Murdoch Chevy. Stop by in Woods Cross, also in Logan. Do the same thing. Feel free to email me at DLock09 at gmail.com. DLock09 at gmail.com if you're heading over there, and we'll set up a VIP meeting for you. There's a bunch of great books that are out there and you don't always have enough time to read all of them. Some of them, quite honestly, I don't really want to read all about Albert Einstein in a... Walter Isaacson biography, but Blinkist gives it to me in 15 minutes. Blinkist is a unique way to get your knowledge and information. Thousands of nonfiction books condensed down to just 15 minutes to read or listen. Successful people, business leaders, they like you learn, right? Well, Blinkist has made it easy for busy people who want the main points of a book quickly, so you can start using the information right away. Blinkist, comes on your computer on your tablet on your web browser 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and I find it a great way to grab books that I frankly want to know about but I'm probably not going to have enough time to read or going to dive into I've got enough other things I'm reading uh, and so sometimes there's the book And Blinkist is the answer for me. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash NBA to start your seven-day free trial. And you'll save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Blinkist.com slash NBA. Hope you enjoy it and let me know what blinks you pick up along the way. Axios is doing a fun feature. They're, they did it for baseball. I wish we could have talked about it because I'm such an old-school baseball fan. They're ranking the all-time NBA rosters and then putting together the, perf, the best team that anyone's ever had. They started with, and then they rank them. So it's an interesting question to ask yourself right now. Like, actually, this would be fun. We should do this. Um, 30 NBA rosters. If you put together the best teams of all time, I'm assuming the Celtics will be the best and the Lakers will be the second best. 76ers might be the third best. Warriors will have Wilt Chamberlain and Steph Curry. So there might be fourth. Like trying to fig- guess before this happens. So if anybody wants to send me their top 10 at Dlock09 at gmail.com of what they think. And then where will the Jazz fit? On the ranking of all-time rosters. I'm assuming our all-time team is going to be Stockton, Donovan. Who's our best three of all time? Karolinko, Mailman, Rudy Gobert, right? Am I missing? Someone's going to disagree with me on something? Is that right? Adrian Dantley could might fly in there somewhere. But at the three, unless you, if you're going to play A.D. at the three, you could get there. So you go with Stockton, Donovan, A.D., Carl, and Gobert? Probably better than A.K. They do it often by win shares, figuring it all out. Where will we rank? Do you think we'll make the top 15 rosters in the NBA? Two Hall of Famers out of our five gets pretty good. I think our bench will be less good. I I don't know that we make top 15, do we? We've won a lot of basketball games in our time. It's cure. I'll have to play with this. I hadn't really thought about it from this angle until we just started talking about it right now. So I'll be curious. If anybody wants to send me what they guess their top 10 is, I'll keep them. We can see who gets it right. And then included in that guess where you think the jazz are the Spurs. If you're including the Spurs are going to be good, right? Because the Spurs are going to have Tim Duncan, David Robinson, George Gervin. Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Sean Elliott. They're, I think that'll be ahead of us. It'd be interesting to watch this how it comes out. Like Denver's all-time team, I haven't, you know, I haven't thought about these before until absolutely right this very second. So Memphis came out today. My, it's not surprising. It's Mike Conley, Tony Allen, Sharif Abdurrahim, Zach Randolph, and Marcus Gasol. Kyle Gasol, Rudy Gay, Jason Williams, OJ Mayo, Shane Battier, Mike Miller, and Bryant Reeves. They rank last. So of all-time players in the history of the league, the Memphis Grizzlies come in last of all uh, rosters. I mean, when Bryant Reeves and Mike Miller are making your all-time franchise, and Jason Williams probably are making your all-time franchise team, it's not a great sign. Yeah, I would guess at this point, I would guess that we are Stockton, Mitchell, AD, Malone, Gobert, and our sixth man becomes either Hornacek or Karolinko, depending on how they look at it. Boozer and Darren, pretty good roster by the time we're done there. Maybe our sixth man becomes Darren. But it's going to be fun. Axios is doing We'll touch on it every day. But again, email me. If you come up with I'll I'll put mine together. I'll have it for you tomorrow. I'll have my top 10, you know, rosters um, that I can come up with for you. Um, by the way, China Basketball Association, the Chinese Basketball Association resumed play this weekend. So they had a five-month shutdown. No fans in the stands. They looked like they had like teddy bears and things like that in the stands. Um, but they did start play this weekend. So we'll see um, and they remember, they had some false starts along the way. They tried to get it going and then and there's a few less foreign players uh, there than there were in the past. Free agents that are available right now in the NBA. DeMarcus Cousins is probably the biggest name. Gerald Green, the kind of often shooting, three-point shooting bomber of the, was with the Houston Rockets. Trey Burke, Amon Shumpert, CJ Miles. One name that I'm interested in is Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson has gotten less good and less good as time's gone on, and so maybe there's a reason, and I should get off this one. But Tyler Johnson had some characteristics early in his career that made me really believe in him. Six foot three, and if you kind of look, he's a a career 36% three-point shooter. So this year in Phoenix, he was awful. He shot 29% in thirty one games in the year before he shot thirty two percent. So in Phoenix, so that's his his fifty his forty four game stretch in Phoenix was not good. If you go back to his Miami era, it's as though he got caught in between <clears throat> excuse me two different players. So early in his career, if you his twenty two and twenty three year old years, He took 30% of his shots in his first two years at the rim. It's an incredibly high number for a six foot three guard. I mean, trying to put that in perspective, um, if we look at Donovan, who's a six foot one guard and a a world class athlete, Tyler Johnson is too, by the way. Donovan is taking, I'm just, you know, someone is taking. Shots of the rim, Donovan took 26% of his shots of the rim his rookie year, 22 his second year, and 17% this year. Tyler Johnson in his opening two years in the league was at 30%, and then 26%. And then maybe, I don't know what happened, maybe he decided I'm going to get beat up and I can't keep going to the rim at that rate. But he then went from, at that time period, he was also shooting like 30% of his shots as threes, and then... It's as though someone said, well, you got to shoot more threes. And he started shooting 46 and 49 and 50% of all of his shots as threes. And he stopped going to the rim. He stayed exact same round of kind of mid range shots. He stopped there inside. He also is a pretty decent rim finisher. Like he's 62 in those opening years. He was like 60%, which is like right around the level of Donovan. Like, I'm not saying he's Donovan. I'm just trying to give you a perspective of and he's still maintained himself as a very, very good rim finisher. So at different points in Tyler Johnson's career, he's like been heavy on the rim and a huge high volume three-point shooter at a pretty decent percent. 36 percent's not like great, but it's not bad. Like, we'll take it. Sure, in the last 44 games in Phoenix, something was wrong. He was at 30%. You'd have to figure out what that was and why. Um and maybe there's an injury because when you look at him he, he there's you know I'd have to find out what happened and you'd have to know his medical history if you look early in his career in his second and his third year he has 35 dunks his fourth year he has 21 dunks and since then he's had five and didn't have a single dunk this year like that ooh so rim chances are going down dunks are going down like those are to me like uh-oh like that's a disconcerting trend on a player now he's pretty little um and so at 6-3 you're not totally expecting it he wasn't a player early in his career that had to have shots created for him like his assist rate in my like so really what i'm talking about is from 22 to 25 in miami he had all sorts of trends of a player that i really liked low percentage assist rate on twos which meant he could create his own shot he was like 44 45 percent um no not brilliant like dot using like a real shot creator, like Donovan's at 25%, but he's not completely dependent on that. He got to the rim a lot. His free throw rate per a hundred possessions was at the peak. Was it like five and six free throws per a hundred possessions? Again, just like using Donovan that's Donovan is at six to seven. Like he's not that, but he's a good player. And then something went wrong. He got traded out of Miami in 1819 to go to Phoenix, and he signed that big contract you know, he got a massive, massive contract at 19 million um, and uh, part of the Brooklyn matching offer and all these other things. And, and then it just like, I don't know what happened. So he was waived on February 10th. Um, and he's out there. Like, he's the one player that's of a little interest to me. So, we'll see. All right, that is Locked On Jazz. Uh, I'll get to the UCLA story tomorrow. We got time. We got all week. Uh, Thanks very much for tuning in. Locked On NBA, Josh Lloyd, Biggest Stories, local experts. Every Monday on Locked On NBA, so make sure you tell your smart device to play podcasts. Locked On NBA.
0: Hey, Prime members.